This is Andy Lopez, now as the Invisible Gardener. How are we doing today? On today, we're having a uh, Invisible Gardener Earth Special 2, Part 2, where I'm going to be uh, talking to you about what I see some of the problems are, are, some solutions that you can go by, okay? So enjoy the show. Uh, we will be taking in uh, uh, phone calls. Uh, I said, please use the, the Zoom meeting uh, uh, link. Or you can call me at the numbers there, 888-627-6008, or 323-744-4831. Again, do the Zoom meeting, and you'll be much better off because you get to see the graphics. We get to see you and have a lot more fun. Bye. We're so don't panic. It's organic. No chemicals to make the earth sing. No panic, it's organic, the way that nature intended it. Don't panic! That song is a special thanks to Jeff Garavoy. He created it for me back in 1984. So this is one of his best played songs, I would say. So hello everybody, this is Andy Lopez, better known as the Invisible Gardener. Uh, this is part two of my Earth uh, special. I call it Environmental Alert Special. Uh, and if you should feel you can feel free to call me and talk to me if you have uh, you want to put in your two cents worth. You know, if you want. Uh, I mean, the only thing I'm not going to do today is just ask you know, answer questions about gardening and stuff like that. But anything that has to do with the environment, the earth, the water, the soil, uh, birds, trees. Any of those things, if you're doing something that you think people should know about, or if you have a question about what's what's going on, feel, feel free to call me. Ideally, you should come up and do the Zoom thing. Just go to either, go to, um, uh, well, there's two ways you get there. You can go to InvisibleGardener.com, click on radio show, you'll see a live show, it takes you to the station, you click on the Zoom. The other way is you go straight to the station, the BBSRadio.com forward slash don't panic. It's organic. You'll see the Zoom numbers up there. Click on the. It's not the Zoom numbers of call. Some lady try to call. Maybe it was Deborah. They'll try to call it. You actually click on it, and it takes you. It opens up your Zoom program, and here you are. So I last week I uh, I started. I decided to uh, do more environmental alerts. I usually do about three or four a month, but I'm going to do one every month, if not more of them. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to start getting people from uh, around the world and around uh, the various different industries who are involved in this problem and see what they are doing. I recently saw a really cool uh, video called Kiss the Ground. Uh, and so uh, with Woody Harris as the host, uh, you should definitely watch it. And there, uh, there are more and more people out there doing things now 
ever than ever ever before that has to do with how they are what they're what they're doing what they're what they're doing to help uh, the soil and to help this climate change Uh, my first book was how to heal the earth in your spare time in 19 actually i thought it was 1973 1990 Uh, i actually had started in 1970 i started a different um thing entirely. I started the Living Institute of Survival Technology. I call it the list uh, from which I started. Actually, I started a, uh, uh, you ha- it's a nonprofit organization. In those days, it, w- it was a church. So I call it a temple. It was Astro's Garden. So Astro's Garden was a religious, charitable, and educational organization. So religious being just basically, it, it was a, a way, I started basically telling people about new age stuff, you know, and uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole article on, on, on Astro's Garden, what I did in, in 1970. I, I did a publication called The New Age Traveler's Guide to Florida and the Florida People's Yellow Pages. And we talked about, you know, uh, not only I started uh, telling people where the closest uh, raw food juice bar is or the health food store is that, but also, too, what was happening in terms of consciousness raising different organizations and groups that were doing different things, uh, different people who are doing different modalities of healing, whether it be acupuncture, uh, chiatsu, you know, the, so in those days where more and more things were coming up, you know. And so I started that. Uh, so that basically as a, as, a, as, a, as a temple, as a way for people to come and meditate and learn about meditation. I'm still doing it here in California, called Astro's Garden. If you're interested, let me know. I'm happy to uh, give you some uh, information on how you can get in touch right now. I'm working on the, a new website for it. Uh, but basically, uh, uh, the uh, I do a lot of healings. I do a lot of uh, work with uh, lucid dreaming and help people to expand their consciousness. And so uh, I also formed the, the Living Institute of Survival Technology, which is the educational aspect of it, which is what's bringing you these, these shows all the time. I have 21 books. And so uh, it's called Living Institute of Survival Technology. Basically means how to do it yourself in your spare time. And then from there, I I started the Invisible Gardener, which puts into use everything that I've been teaching. And that was in 1970. So what I want to do today is I want to uh, go over some basic information with you that I, as I see what's going on, so you can have a better, a broader understanding of everything that's going on. Because, you know, I talk a lot about healing the soil. And like I said, first book, How to Heal the Earth. In those days, I would say heal the earth. To me, the earth and the soil was the same thing. Now I need to be a little more specific and say heal the soil. And so the reason, as I wrote down here why the earth is healing up, of course, we're cutting down more and more trees than ever before, a thousand acres a day. We're destroying the soil. We're destroying our oceans. And we're destroying our ecosystem. And it's real easy to figure out how we do it. I'm not going to insult you and say, how are we doing these things, right? That's exactly what we're doing. We're, we are messing up the whole system up that Mother Nature has set up here for us, right? And so, uh, and now that, you know, the, 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 the weirdest thing about this whole thing is that it, is that it, it comes down, it, you couldn't think of a, it must, you, you would think we're doing this on purpose. How can we not be doing this on purpose? Either we're complete idiots, right? Uh, I used to tell people, don't cut down the tree you're sitting in, right? But now, now I uh, was, I, I meant, I, don't cut down the branches. Don't, you're, <laughs> don't cut the branch that you're sitting on, okay? But now it's like, 
you're cutting the tree down. Why in the world are you cutting the whole tree down? It was bad enough that you're cutting a branch. Now you want to cut the tree down. And so we seem to be have lost a little bit of connection. I also wrote down uh, using nuclear power. It's really all about money, by the way, right? Money is a problem of everything right now. Uh, the CO2, you know, CO2 isn't bad. Plants need CO2. But the system that recovers the CO2 converts it, that's what it's supposed to do, is it's been destroyed. And the, the Industrial Revolution, with the Industrial Revolution, you think that's when the pollution started. Yeah, but it also started chemical fertilizer, which started killing the soil. So you started to produce more CO2. At the same time, you stop. You, you destroyed the way that nature has set up to control it. And within 50 years, bingo, we have a problem. And it's as if, you know, and so why? Because we went the money route, right? Why do chemical fertilizer damage the soil? Chemicals destroy the living organisms in the soil. The simplest is salt. The, the, the Romans, when they conquered another country, they would salt the land, literally sprinkle salt all over the land to, to stop people from growing. And what are chemical fertilizers? It's the salt. So we, we've taken on what the Romans do, and, and we, we destroy our, our, our soil. We kill, we kill the microorganisms in the soil, literally, just destroys them, right? And not only chemical fertilizer, any chemical will do that. The antichemical from the petroleum chemicals that we're using right now to the various different types of genetically modified organisms that we're using, the various different types of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, you name it, they all destroy the soil, right? They all destroy the microorganisms in the soil. How to heal your soil is really a very simple solution. That's why I wrote it, How to Heal the Earth in Your Spare Time, because this is how, this is how we live that, that determines, right? We have to stop, use, stop with the pollution already. We have to figure out a way to clean our, our mess up. That means we have to stop using these chemicals. Not only do we have to stop using we have to clean them up. Stop using power, power, nuclear power plants. By the way, there's nothing wrong with nuclear power plants if it was used based upon thorium and not uranium. You know why we use it for uranium, based upon uranium? Because the nuclear waste can be used for nuclear bombs, whereas thorium, thorium based against, uh, named, against, named after the god of Thor, thorium, produces no radioactive nuclear waste. None, zero. There's two countries in the world, Russia and India, that do that now. They have a nuclear power plant based on thorium. Look it up. So, so it goes back to, to everything I've been saying. The most important key here is the soil. And the, the living microorganisms in the soil. I look at it as one, the mycelium as one consciousness, which is very different than most people, because most people still have a hard time acknowledging that these microorganisms are, are intelligence, right? and that the mycelium has any intelligence whatsoever. So think about the, the living being that's older than we are, not being intelligent. Think about it. Because I mean, we're intelligent, and this being millions of years older than we are, I wonder how much more intelligent it is. So to me, the soil is very similar to the word soul, S-O-U-L, soil, soul. And I see it as the soul <coughs> of the earth. And in a lot of ways, when we, you know, we... You know, they'll say from ashes to ashes and dust to dust. What they're really saying is we go back to the soil. 
I wrote down here, protect the soil from humans. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's actually what we have to do. Human beings are damaging, destroying everything, the soil, the water, the ocean, the air, right? The biosphere, everything. And so one of the ways to protect the soil from humans is you provide live compost on a regular basis. You uh, add acid mulch to it, like a Zeta Gardenia mix on a regular basis because it, it helps acidify the soil a little bit and a nice acid mulch uh, mulch will help protect it from the sun. You learn how to add rock dust as a source of trace minerals. Uh, I, I get 14 different types of rock dust. You don't have to do that. But basically, the idea is that different, the more the variety of the rock dust, the more the variety of trace minerals. You want to have uh, 96 different trace minerals that are going there somewhere. And, of course, you only want to use organic fertilizers. You don't want to use chemical fertilizers at all. Another thing you need to do is you need to learn how to do uh, how to make plastic from plants. And not only do we need to do that, but we need to come up with ways, microbes, that will eat up the plastics in our ocean, in our soil, in our water. I was expecting uh, Deborah to call today. I guess she's not calling so much for my she has I have an invisible co-host. <laughs> she may be calling a later half. I don't know. I, I didn't talk to her this week. But she said she was going to be on, but now maybe she's out in the forest enjoying, enjoying the countryside. You know how it is. So, but, but you know, the phone lines are open. If you want to call or you want to chat, I know that you'll be there. Uh, otherwise, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the usual thing where I find myself here talking. But I do it because I want to share the information. I want to help. I want to be a part of the solution. Everybody does what they can, Right. And so um, I wrote an article 15 years ago, How to Kill All Living Beings on Earth Within 50 Years. And let me, let me just go over with you some of the points that I went with. And it turns out that I also, because I, you know, I, I, what I, the, the points that I went over happens to be also the same points that the scientists are going, uh, are saying. Their naming is slightly different. And I'll tell you too, in a, in a moment, I, I have a chart that I, I, I uh, that, that I put up here, I'm going to put up here that shows you the uh, the, the boundaries. Uh, it's actually, see, when I was talking about how to kill living beings, I basically was telling people there are certain boundaries you can cross you, that you cannot cross, and if you cross it, we're a deep doo doo. And at that time, I wasn't really calling them boundaries; just things you're not supposed to do, right? These are things you're not supposed to do. It, otherwise, you you will start killing people. People start dying left or right, right? So killing the soil, killing the soil is one of them. And you know, I talk a lot about the soil, but it's really, it's really this. Uh, when we talk about the uh, soil, you have to talk about land, how land is used, used, and the misuse of land is a big issue here. Uh, bad farming techniques for the last hundred years, for example, is bad. Last two hundred years is very, very bad. You know, it, you know it, how you take care of your soil, of your land, is key to the health of the of the soil. So if you if you mishandle the land, the soil is, is going to be uh, suffer from it. See what I'm saying, right? Uh, desertification basically means you create deserts. Well, there ain't no much soil, that living soil there. See, right? The city, you're, you're destroying the soil. There's not living soil there. The city environment, streets, you know, uh, roads. Um, another issue, another way to kill all the living beings is to kill all the trees. Uh, 
the, the, the what you do with our forests is a big ish, is a big boundary that you can, you know damaging destroying our forests is a certain amount of damage you can do with, and beyond that you're in deep trouble well we crossed that that boundary already and, and lots of people and it's not just as a forest but in your your backyard the trees you have there uh i i in kissing around they say one third of the earth is uh land use it can be re, you know can be re uh, uh reestablished again uh but also the one third uh of uh of the earth it also belongs to the homeowner to to the schools to the colleges uh, all these places have soil and they have trees that's just as well you see what i'm saying and that's very important also too uh that's what i was trying to tell the the, the tree uh, people uh and pollute the oceans well you know we, we're damaging the oceans the oceans is another key component that uh helps to take in carbon dioxide and put it to use recycles it but because we're polluting it to the point now the ocean cannot function. The ocean can no longer absorb as much carbon dioxide as it, as it can. And, and, and there's other factors, as I talked to you last time, about what happens when you dump fresh water into salt water, right, and how it, confu- how it messes up the Gulf Stream, right? If, you, if, you, if your Gulf Stream is not working, you're not going to have day, winter and spring. Eventually, you're going to have a, you know, a weird spring and a very, 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 very long, Winter, eventually, it's just going to be nothing but winter until everything settles down again to where you can have uh, a spring, winter, spring, summer, and fall seasons, right? So polluting the water, there's the, the, there are major places on the earth now that's just nothing but plastic everywhere. Um, we need to, we need to do many, there are many things that we can do to help heal, heal the soil. Uh, compost, there are many cities now that are finding you if you don't return your, your kitchen waste in a proper manner that can be composted. And then that compost can be reapplied to the soil. Same thing with farms. The feed that we're feeding the animals now, right? Uh, you know, it's just the, the land mainly goes with feeding the animals and they have all these millions of animals in one space. It's not being used properly. But it can't, if it, just, think of, just think of having a billion bisons running around, right? In the old days, it was just nothing but animals everywhere, recycling everywhere for you, right? Now there's not. Now they're concentrated in certain areas, and the rest of them is, is barren. You barely can see a bird nowadays, right? And that's what we have, one of the things we have to do. We, we can, you know, uh, help to reestablish the soil. Uh, there is a, uh, there's a way of, you know, I used to say, a sustainable, everybody's calling it regenerative. Regenerative is much more descriptive because it regenerates. You know, it regenerates itself more and more and more. That's what to me is what sustainable means. And of course, we want to stop using the oil. Keep using the oil is one of the fastest ways to kill all living beings on the planet. And, it's, and, it's, and the damage we're doing with, with the, uh, the oil and the oil leaks here and, 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 and you know, piping the oil up and the, you know, the, the Keystone Pipeline, was a, it's going to be a mess. All it's going to do is go break. There's lots of places in Canada the pipes are broken. And, it's, and it's, the destruction is enormous. And not just in the, in the, on, the, on the land, but in the ocean, in the air, everything that we're doing that's based on all, all is nothing but polluting, 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 polluting. And it's, you know, there's only so much of that the earth can handle. And that's the only reason why us humans are having a wide variety of health problems and health issues and diseases and viruses. It's the same thing with the animals. 
you know, the, the, the ecosystem, the biosystem of the earth, it's being screwed with to the point that it's going to either cleanse itself or it's all going to change. And, and if it changes, it doesn't mean that it's good for us living things. And cleansing itself doesn't mean that it's good for living things either. It means that it's going to cleanse itself of living things and go back to where it was just the rocks in the air and the water for a long time. Right? So, I've been doing this since the 70s, telling people what they should be doing, how you can make a difference. In, in my own personal life, I have a problem driving a car because there you go. <laughs> Here I'm talking about getting rid of the oil and yet get in my car and that's based upon oil. So some things won't change right away, but they will change if we wanted to. We have to, we have to start um, demanding change in our, in our society. And we as a whole can do it. It's not like we have lots and lots of time to make these changes. That's why I tell people, wake up and smell the earth burning because you need to do something now. And, and you know, there are, and, you know, if you look at, you know, there are daily things we can do. How uh, we drive, we can cut back our driving a lot, maybe bicycle more as soon as we can, but get, you know, electric cars or some other uh, propane system or some other way of getting around as soon as we can't get off of the oil. You know, uh, this whole thing, one of the things that the virus came up with is in terms of people doing stuff online. So there's less traveling. You can just get your work done. You get your classes done. Hopefully that in the long run will be good because everything has to change, you know. Um, we have to be, we have to stop using, not just stop using nuclear power plants that use uh, uranium. I mean, you have to clean up. Here in, the, in San Diego, they closed one down, nuclear power plant, and it's still leaking because those, spent those radioactive materials are going to be there for a long time and they're not going anywhere. So it's polluting, it's, it's radioactive the city, it's, it's polluting the, 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 the whole, uh, that part of the ocean, which slowly eventually pollutes everything. In my opinion, there's not one nuclear power plant on the planet that's not leaking, even whether it's a building, the plant itself or the storage that it has outside. Okay. So it's, so, so it's, it's going to take an effort uh, uh, that has to be done as a group. Human beings have to start getting together and making and, and making a difference. You need to realize that it's not the Earth that's in danger; it's all living beings on the planet that is danger. And it's getting closer and closer and closer to where you won't be able to do anything but let the Earth go through its change. And I don't know what that means for human beings, but if human beings wants to survive. That we have better become more active, right? In how and what we're doing, how we live our lives, and what it, you know what's important to us. And uh, a big part of that, to me, right now, has to do with voting, right? If you can vote people in who will make enact laws, enact changes, that's part of the answer. And we need to do that worldwide. Worldwide, we all need to start stop fighting each other and get together and say, okay. You know, this is not good for the planet. <laughs> it's not good for anybody involved. We need to make the changes. Otherwise, we're going to be in deep doo-doo, be in deep, deep trouble. And then there was nothing anybody could do about it, right? So that's basically what the, 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 the show is about. It's basically what I have been about. That's basically what the Invisible Gardener is about, is 
See, I, I, I learned a long time ago that you know, you're the homeowner, the place where you live, is just as big a part as a farmer, or the place where they, they grow. And if you were to look at the, the land, the amount of land that people live on, and you'll see this enormous part all around the world. And that's why I, I call it how to heal the earth in your spare time, because it starts at home. How, how you deal with your soil, how you deal with your roses, how you deal with your fruit trees, and the chemicals that you use on them, and the fertilizer that you use on them, and the damage that you do as a whole. The damage that we do as human beings to the planet via our home lodging is enormous. Okay, so here I have, I, have, I make sure you have crossed the 10, bound, 10 planetary boundaries. So the scientists call it planetary boundaries, okay? And these were the, basically, like I said, I, I, I touched upon each one. And one was climate crisis, right? We talked, I talked a little bit about that. Uh, ocean acidification. I, I, I said, just keep dumping stuff in the ocean. You're going to see what happens. And it's the same thing with ozone depletion, which seems to be, was controlled at one time. Now it isn't again. There's the nitrogen cycle, very important, but it's also the phosphorus cycle is very important. And these are, way, these are, have been, uh, incredibly misused and destroyed to a big extent. Uh, nitrogen, especially the nitrogen cycle, the amount of chemical fertilizer, the high nitrogen that's wasted, that dumped into the ocean, dumped into the soil, is ridiculous. And, and it all destroys uh, the health of the soil and all destroys the health of the trees and it damages the natural recycling system that the earth has. Uh, the fresh water cycle, the fresh water cycle we are, we are destroying the freshwater cycle to the point that it's not... not when this was done in 1990, I think it was, 1990, uh, you can see there was still green there. It wasn't destroyed then. But we, our freshwater cycle is very rapidly getting destroyed. When, you, when your icebergs melt and your sources of winter fresh water is no longer there because of the heat, yeah, your freshwater cycle is going. And then there's deforestation, other mis... Other, other land uses, right? And then we have uh, biodiversity. The biodiversity, uh, we've been killing animals left and right. Left and right as long as we've been around. And I think there's, it's harder and harder to us to kill animals now. Okay? Uh, I think it's, it went dark all of a sudden. I really have no idea why it did that. Which is, okay. <laughs> so here they are, covers the climate crisis, right? The chemical pollution, particle pollution of the atmosphere, which is what we're, do, we're doing with all the different planes flying, and not only that, but the pollution of the of the of the of the Earth's uh, atmosphere with all the satellites, uh, you name it. And so, uh, all these things I covered in my ten ways to kill all living beings: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And there happens to be ten of them, which I thought was pretty cool. Because uh, you just have to pay attention to what's going on. You'll see these all different areas that we have already screwed up. We have already gone beyond the point of no return. So we have to basically stop, stop doing the same thing we're doing in terms of take your hand out of the fire, right? Because if you're saying your hand's burning, yeah, take your hand out of the fire. At the same time, take a look around and see that, you know, wait a minute. What we're doing is wrong, and you need to say that. You need to tell other people what we're doing is wrong. You need to tell your congressmen. You need to tell the people you vote for. You can tell your businesses. How you buy, what food you buy uh, when you go shopping sends out a big message. I tell people our planet has been kind to us, right? 
for it's time for us to be kind to the planet. So when you go buy things, you say, is this biodegradable? Is this organic? What are you, you know, what are your footprints? What are your carbon footprints? What do you do, are you doing to make this product? You'd be surprised how a lot of companies are getting away with murder because we're not asking those questions. And we're not supporting those companies that are taking, taking, uh, taking steps to reduce their, 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 uh, their footprints, to, re- to reduce their damage that they're doing to the earth or nothing, and to give back. And, and the same thing with farmers. We have to see how is our food being grown? What are, you, what are you doing to the soil in order to get this product? Is there any food in this product? I mean, is there any nutrition in this product, right? Am I, am I, why am I dying from malnutrition and yet I keep buying your stuff, right? <laughs> so uh, I guess nobody's going to be calling me today. I was, I thought Deborah was going to call, you know, because it's always good to talk to somebody on the on the phone on the line here. But I guess I guess not. So today, uh, a show is brought to you by Invisible Gardener. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing this a long, long time. I decided to do a, a I do, I've been doing environmental alerts for, for, you know, 30 years now, 40 years now. Maybe when I first started doing them, I, I, I have a variety of environmental alerts. I have one show called It's the Trees. We talk about a lot about the trees. Uh, I, then I do, uh, I do a show on the different subjects like the, like rock dust, for example. I do one on compost, um, uh, I, I'm just I'm just working on doing a, a regular workshop. So we started uh, doing it on uh, organic fruit trees. The next one's going to be on tr- natural tree care. And so I tell people that you know what we do in our everyday lives makes a difference, and that's where you start. You have to you have to start paying attention to the things we buy and the things we throw away, and how we use things. You see, we, we do we're, we're a very wasteful bunch of people. And so we have to control that. We have to start asking questions. We have to start paying attention. And you don't have a lot of time to take it easy, take, to do it. You can say 10 years. When I, when I said, you know, uh, scientists about 20 years ago were saying we have about 50 years left if we, if we keep this up. Uh, every few years, they keep changing, the, changing it. Now they're saying we have about 20, 20 or 30 years left if we, if we keep this up and next year they're going to say well maybe we have 10 or 15 years and so on because it's going to get worse if we if you don't if we don't start paying attention it's going to get worse if we don't start taking action but the first thing you have to do right is at home look around see what you're doing how are you, how are you dealing with your waste where you're buying your food from right you need to support organizations that that take care help you take care of the soil you need to look and see if you have a if you have a garden, then you need to start one, start growing your own food, right? The more you start learning about growing food, the more you you the, the, you start helping the soil, the earth, and the soil because you're not buying things outside; you're buying what you're eating. Uh, if you if you can, it'd be great if you can eat, grow everything you can eat, but you can't do that. So try to grow as much as what you can, the growth as you can eat. Fruit trees is the same thing, right? And the sooner you get off the chemical bandwagon, the sooner you start. Stop using chemical pesticides and herbicides and fungicides. The sooner they're going to they're going to stop making it because they ain't going to make it if you ain't buying it. And, and if you and if people are not buying it, then it's not ending up in the soil. That's that's a big amount of damage that we do to the soil and do to the earth. And you can easily change that. You're going to go. Through, it's not the plants are going to go through withdrawals. It's you are. You're the one that's going to go through withdrawals. 
there's nothing saying that you can't grow, you know, organically. And nothing saying that you can't grow enough organically to feed the, the earth. The only ones who are saying that are the chemical people, whether they're chemical fertilizer companies or whether they are a you know, chemical pesticide company, right? Or whether they're, they're paid by these, the, 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 the Monsanto's of the world who keep promoting this or by the, uh, the, uh, the oil companies <clears throat> to keep it going. Maybe even for by the doctors to keep it going because the doctors will do much better if you're sick than if you're healthy. If you're eating healthy foods, you don't really need a doctor, do you? And as I said, how your your vote makes a difference. So that's one big key way that you can do it. If you're lucky, you live in a country that allows you to vote to make some changes. So you need to vote people in, vote changes, and you need to do it now. Next, this next group of people in, in the United States and you know in Congress and the next president need to do take advantage of the time they have now to make the changes, whether they use solar power, whether or not they could start controlling the carbon, whether or not, you know, the, the emissions, they, they, they need to deal with the, how, how to deal with the forest, need to deal, how, deal with all these massive amounts of cattle, how they're going to be treating them properly so they work for us and not against us. Uh, they need to figure out how to deal with the, the tree coverage that the, the cities need to have, you should have at least 70 to 80% tree cover. Right now, you're lucky if you get 10%. The more tree cover, the more oxygen carbon exchange, the more rain, you, uh, uh, friendly weather you get, right? How we eat makes a difference, right? Uh, whether we eat organic food or just chemically grown food, if you stop buying the chemically grown junk food, right? Whether it be junk food in the garden or junk food in the store, they'll stop making it. If you go in there and say, where's your organic produce section? We don't have one. Buy. And stop buying the junk from them. They'll stop selling it to you. When you go into a, a, a nursery, you say, where's organic fertilizers? We don't have organic fertilizers. Buy. Right? Where are your heirloom vegetables? Where are the... Are the, are the uh, all the good stuff, right? <laughs> you don't have it. Buy, right? It says don't buy any chemicals. Don't buy any. Well, everything's a chemical, okay? You just have to realize you want to buy naturally made chemicals or grow, that the earth makes for you, okay? Your body breaks down the chemicals, so you know that. We know everything's a chemical, but we're talking about even chemicals found in nature, have, you know, they're naturally made. You have to be careful, careful with so don't give me another chemicals or chemicals because they are, but we're talking about things that pollute the environment. So when you're doing an organic gardening, you're using naturally made chemicals as opposed to man-made chemicals. So your your so your so your organic fertilizer is made from a wide variety of different products that animals comes from animals that comes from plants. Yeah, they can be broken down into a chemical, but that's not the point, is it? So you want to stop using these things that damage the environment. You want to uh, pay attention to what you do in your daily life, right? You want to pay attention to, to <coughs> how, how you, excuse me, what you think about money. I've got some water here. Think about money, right? How you use it. Pay attention to what, what we're doing to our ecosystem, what we're doing to our environment and start passing laws and, and, that, that promote a, a safer, cleaner environment. Stop the use of uh, plastic. There's so many different things. We have to clean up our acts and we can do it. 
We have to start paying attention and do it. We have, if you don't do it, then you're not going to leave a good, a good sort of scenario for your children. And as a matter of fact, if you are young, you should, you should start saying, what is going on here, mom and dad? <laughs> what are we doing? Wait, wait, what are we doing? Because how you, how you live as a kid can make a difference too. What you demand that you want will make a difference also. Right? And it's, it starts in, in, with you. It starts in your backyard. It starts in your front yard. Right? It starts there. And just don't buy anything that destroys your soil in your yard. And if everybody did that, all everybody's homes and properties would be healthier. And that's a big, pro- a big part of the problem that would be solved. And then if you did that it, where you farmed, right? Where you farmed, where you grew your food, another part of the problem would be solved. We have to solve the, this transportation problem. We have to be able to get around without destroying things. Simple. We have to get around without destroying things. It goes back to money, doesn't it? <laughs> we are going to have to eventually get around this money thing. Or figure out a way to make it, uh, make it work better. <laughs> so, because I, I, I tell people the health of the soil is the key to the health of all life. And everything is geared to the health of the soil, believe it or not. Things don't do well in the desert. When we have desertification, human beings have a real rough time of surviving. And they get weaker and weaker and weaker and they starve. Get it? So the the key to the health of the soil is also the key to our existence on earth. If we didn't have soil, living soil, you would not, you and I would not be here. Nor would there be birds, insects, you name it. It would be just like any other planet out there in our solar system that does not have any living soil. Okay? And and, and the living soil also helps the the ocean, helps the air. They're all interconnected. And so the way that Mother Nature gets trace minerals around the planet is amazing because we all need these trace minerals. So... It's never too late. You know, I, 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 I used to think that I was the guy standing in the corner with the sign, the earth is coming, the death, the end is coming, the end is coming. Then I, then I had a sign that was, oops, too late. Well, I changed it. Now it's, it's never too late. It's never too late to get out, to start making a difference. It's never too late to start right now. Right? It's never too late. Another thing you can say is you never give up. I like that show, show <coughs> when they went into space and they said, never give up. And it was really cool. And that's what we have to do. We have to start, we have to just, just, you know, not think that we have all the time in the world to make this change and go out there one day, you're going to need a spacesuit to walk around in. And it's and that you know that's going to happen a lot sooner than you think, because the Earth is rapidly changing and not in a, in a nice way. You know, the Earth was a, a totally methane planet at one time, and now there's more and more methane coming up out of the Earth than ever before in the last 400 million years. And the last time I looked, human beings are not very good at breathing in methane. 
The same thing with radioactive, radio, radiation, radiation. There's more and more radiation being spewed out from these nuclear power plants than ever before. I think China's building one new one every month. Really? So it, they say it's clean. It's clean unless unless you don't count the uh, the nuclear waste, unless you don't count an accident every once in a while, which spews more nuclear radiation out. If you don't count those two, it's safe. It's clean, <laughs> right? And then what happens? You know what happens if you throw nuclear uh, nuclear powers and radiation, nuclear radiation in with the ice age? You have a nuclear ice age. We have never ever had a nuclear ice age before. The, uh, the last ice age was called the Little Ice Age, and that happened because we cut down most of Europe's forests. It was followed by, uh, uh, no, it was called the uh, it was called the Little Ice Age, but it was uh, uh, the, uh, what started it was the medieval warming period, you know, that happened from the cutting out of the of the trees in in Europe, right, for, for cities. And that caused a little bit of a warming period. It was called a medieval warming period. It lasted for 500 years. That was followed by an ice age called Little Ice Age. That was another 500 years. They usually are about the same length of time, but that doesn't, doesn't always follow that because it doesn't work that way. What we're doing now, we have increased the temperature. And that was, you know, and, and, the, and then it was done over a period of, say, 50 years, you know, maybe 100 years. Uh, uh, roughly 100 years that they were cutting down the forest and it changed it changed the temperature enough. And so within 100 years, it, it caused a warming period that lasted 500 years, which then went, went changed into uh, ice age, one, uh, ice 500 years. But the reason for that, as I explained it before, is that whenever you have a warming period, what happens is the ice, the, 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 the heat melts the glaciers, the glaciers being cold water, Cold water gets dumped in the ocean, which is salt water, and screws up with your uh, Gulf Stream. <clears throat> if you do that, you're messing, you're messing up with the seasons. Things like winter, spring, summer, and fall. So eventually what happens is, is that you have a really weird spring and summer and a really weird winter. Eventually your winter is going to get colder and colder to eventually you'll have nothing but a winter. That's called an ice age. The only reason why it melts down again is because the 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 ocean straightens itself out over a period of time. Uh, it, it got, the temperatures went back up to normal again. It allowed it to stay cold. Cold. The cold is a very important aspect of freezing water. See right. And so, uh, if you freeze the water, you get your your, your glaciers back again. Uh, but but right now, we're, what we did was we managed to raise the temperature within 50 years. And that doesn't mean we're going to have a 50 years ice, uh, a little 50 years ice age. Because the temperature rising, not only within the shortest period of time, but the highest we've, we've gone in a long time. And we haven't even started to climb up to, on the temperature scale yet. Because if we go just one degree higher, hotter, we're going to be in trouble. And the reason why we get into trouble is because we melt the, the permafrost. And it's called permanent frost because it's cold enough to stay permanent and the carbon dioxide is in there. And one of the things that this, the cold does, does is it controls the temperature of the internal, of the inside of the internal earth. 
it controls the temperature that the magma and those things flow at. So you get rid of that, and you have a hotter Earth. And the, and the volcano is going to start to you know do its thing, which is what's happening now off the coast of uh, Hawaii, what's happening now in uh, other places. Uh, that's why we have uh, Yellowstone National Park. Is going to be very interesting to see what happens there because they're saying it's bulging already. And uh, Old Faithful is really basically a, a, a pressure relief valve. But if that baby goes, uh, all, all of the uh, United States and the world will be in trouble. And that could happen in any time because it's past due, right? And so the only thing that kept it in place was the temperature, the coldness of the winter, the cold, cold environment that kept these temperatures down. Now that we've raised the temperature up again, we need to learn how to immediately stop the damage we're doing now, right? Stop the temp. The only way you can stop the temperature from rising is by not doing what we're doing now. We need to, you know, stop the damaging of the soil. Well, first of all, I would stop cutting down trees. If, why do they cut down the trees? Because they want money for the trees. Well, fine, pay them money. Look, if we can pay farmers to grow beans and corns and stuff like that for cattle, we can pay this country to keep their trees. They'll stop it right off and pay them to plant more. Instead of cutting it down for cattle, right? Instead of raising the in order to normal amount of cattle, because everybody's a meat eater, right? We replace a good a, a good amount of, of that cattle area with more trees. So you start to get the trees back again. You learn how to properly use cattle so you can, the cattle can be part of, of the solution that herd them around the whole countryside, doing their manure and stuff and things like that, you know, right? Returning the bacteria back to the soil, right? That'll make a big difference right there. And at the same time, we, we uh, teach farmers proper way of, of, of growing so that uh, it's no-till, by the way. Every time you, you roll the till, you're destroying the soil like crazy and you're dumping chemicals in it. It's a combination of all these things that's really, really, really bad, right? So that could be, that, that you, you can get started on regenerating your soil, re, be regenerative, right? It doesn't take a long time. You, you can do it within the next three, four, five, ten years, which is just about right enough time because every year it's going to get better and better. So we have more and more people doing that, not just farmers here, but farmers around the world and other countries, right? Let's see how much time we got left here. Oh, we got nine minutes, uh, probably nine minutes, yeah. Right? And so, but, you know, the, the, the strange thing is that the United States should be the leader. We should be the leading. We should be teaching people around the world how to do this, but we're not because we're hooked onto the money. Right? Follow the money. Right? So it goes, it goes back down to, you know, how do you fight as David Goliath kind of thing, right? But remember the who won, right? So that's what we're that's what we're up against here. See, we need to, you know, we we need to take back our 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 country, <laughs> take back the planet, and 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 take care of it better now. And we need to do it now while we still have something that we can work with, right? We need to do it now. And, we, and, you, and, you know, we need to start at home, but we also need to teach other countries, Africa, Europe, China, 
You name the country. No, that's not the way you want to go. No, you don't want to start doing nuclear power plants. No, you don't want to start growing using chemical fertilizer. Yes, you want to start doing things organically. Yes, you want to be a, re, a regenerative country. Yes, you want to learn how to re, the best way to recycle everything, reuse everything, stop using the plastic. All these things, they're in that perfect stage now because they haven't really grown into this society where they depend on that. They can grow into a society where they can depend on <coughs> more natural environment to live in. And that's not to be technologically insufficient either. So, folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed a little bit of that I was telling to you. Uh, please get my book called Don't Panic, It's Organic. A lot of this is covered in there uh, with more specific ways on how to heal the earth and heal, heal, heal yourself, right? And you're going to be needing it in the workshops because we're going to be starting up uh, next week on the trees. And we'll be covering uh, uh, different tree diseases. And if you have uh, trees that you have problems, you can send me an email, and I'll be happy to talk to them also. You're always welcome to get on the air with me and talk, right? Uh, that's what that's what it's here for. Uh, so next, uh, that'll be uh, November, we'll be doing It's the Trees. And towards the end of November, at the end of every month, we're going to be doing the Environmental Alert. And I might even start doing a little bit more often, maybe every other week. Uh, I'm planning on getting guests, so if you have uh, information you want to give out to the world about how to, uh, for this climate change, how to do it organically, how you can heal the soil, uh, please feel free to contact me. Go to my website, fill out the form there, the inquiry form. I'll get back to you. If you want to be a guest, fill out the inquiry form. Membership is free right now. That's going to change. I made it a temporary halt on, on cost of membership because of the virus. Right now it's free. Go up there and sign up to become a member. You get my book, Don't Panic, It's Organic, uh, plus 21 other books in the PDF format. You have a ways to talk to me directly. Let me help you. Uh, and then the works, the, uh, the um, otherwise it's going to go uh, probably, uh, well, I was going to say as soon as the virus over, go back to the normal cost. Uh, the normal cost was being, was uh, $55 for a, a lifetime if you, uh, for a regular member, you get the printed version of my book. It's a $20 book that covers shipping also. Uh, then it's $35 for senior citizens, so you're only paying $15 because the book is still $20, bucks, right? And then we have the digital version, which means you get everything like like now. If you join, you would be a digital member. You basically get everything, but in a PDF format. You get that all right away. You have access to the uh, members-only website. And uh, you get a 10% discount on orders and uh, you get the newsletter and lots of ways to communicate with me, me for me to help you. So I'll be back uh, next week. Uh, next week will be the first show of November. We're going to be doing tree care. Uh, please uh, subscribe to, to, to the membership. That way you can get the newsletter, which shows you all about the workshop and everything else. Uh, and so I'll be back next week. Take care now. I'm pretty sure that we have to log off now, right? Let me see. Off now. <laughs> Not sure because you started a little late. You might say, "No, I just keep by your command." I'm not sure what that means because by my commands mean, "Well, I want to be here for another three hours, man." Come on, but we're going to go ahead and sign off now since it, you know we want to have enough time to uh, move over to the other one. And that's what happens when you start a little late because I I usually get 55 minutes for the show. So if you start late, just keep going. So thank you very much for listening to my show. I'll be back again. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes with my cosmic spaceship on station two, right? 
So let's go come back up here and look at it. Station two of bbsradioshow.com forward slash cosmic spaceship. Or you can go up there to my website. You'll see a radio show. Click on radio show. Then you'll see scroll down a little bit. You see cosmic spaceship. Okay. So take care, everybody. Have a great, wonderful day. I'll see you all next week. Bye now.